0: on The Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. An independent senator has come forward saying that Canada should welcome up to 30,000 DACA young people that face deportation. She says that the program's beneficiaries are precisely the immigrants uh, Canada should be pursuing should they be fast tracked now basically what what this is all about and very similar to the situation uh that we've been seeing over the course of the winter and uh in Winnipeg uh Emerson Manitoba rather and then uh later on this summer in uh Quebec with the uh uh amount of haitian refugees uh, haitians who fled uh, Haiti during the earthquake of 2010 uh, and then landed in America with temporary status, that st- uh, status revoked uh, or in the process of being revoked, scaring Haitians thinking that their opportunity, their best opportunity is now in Canada. And now, of course, we're seeing the same sort of thing with uh, uh, this was the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, the program that uh, Obama, Barack Obama put in place, which basically gave a temporary reprieve for uh, from deportation from the kids for the kids of the of the parents who were illegal immigrants. So now, of course, uh, Donald Trump talking about uh, changing all of this, the whole DACA agreement, uh, whether he's going to completely rescind it or adjust it, we'll have to wait and see. But obviously, uh, as we were uh, waiting for uh, lots of Haitians to apply for citizenship, the same sort of thing, same sort of asylum seekers, are we about to see Uh, coming from the cancellation of the DACA program. To talk more about all of this, Andrew Cardoza is with us, president of the Pearson Center for Progressive Policy, uh, as well as a professor at the School of Journalism and Communication Study at Carleton University, and is with us now. Hello, Andrew. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this.
1: Hello, Scott. My pleasure. So uh,
0: should we or could we just... uh, pluck these prime candidates or, and put them ahead of the queue, or uh, do, we, do we put them in the queue with other people who are trying to apply for citizen, citizenship in this country? How do we balance this?
1: Yeah, well, I, I think it's, it's a really interesting idea because, essentially, you know, we've taken about 300,000 people a year, and one of the things we're looking at as we, as we screen people is how well will they fit in. So what kind of education do they have? Do they speak English or French? And what you have with the DACA students or the young people is that they have been educated with the system, whether it's high school or university or college, very similar to ours. Uh, they speak English and live in a culture that's fairly similar to ours. So, in terms of, in terms of, uh, you know, people who would fit in, adjustability. These are very adjustable young people, it seems to me. So to your question about do you put them ahead of the line, I, I think not. I think you make them part of the overall group that we're taking in. We're taking in three hundred thousand, and about thirty would be thirty thousand would be about ten percent of what we take in. Um, but it seems to me that that's uh, that's a fairly easy group who would be who would integrate well. Who probably want to, come to. I'm sure there's lots of them who'd want to come here. And it's only a couple of percent of the overall group because the overall group is eight hundred thousand, from what I, from what we understand. Um, and if you take twenty or thirty thousand, that's like two or three percent of that that whole group. So we're not really helping the crisis that's about to to happen.
0: Uh, and obviously, when it comes to immigration, we always look for prime candidates: education, language, as you as you just mentioned. Um, that being said, uh, d- d- should these be categorized with asylum seekers, with refugees, or just people applying for everyday citizenship?
1: I, I don't think so. I think they w- they would be um, categorized with um, with with the overall everyday you know applicants who come in. And they, there's a couple of ways they could come in. One is economic migrants. Um, you need to have a fairly high degree of education for that, or fairly specific. Um, education and, and in certain professions, so people who've done nursing, for example, are big demand, and we would take them in readily. Um, the other route, the other route is certainly for those who are still students; they could apply as international students, and we have had in Canada for over five years now. There was a program put in by the Harper government, um, which makes it easier for international students to stay here after they've finished their studies. So they could certainly they could certainly meet the terms of that uh, program quite easily once they finish their their studies in Canada. Want to hear more?
0: Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM nine hundred CHML.